Hey everybody, before we get started, this podcast is made possible with Anchor. Anchor is an amazing, easy to use application for anyone wanting to reach your audience and grow your brand. Now, as a publisher, I strongly recommend that if you've written a book, you need to have a podcast. Anchor allows you to record, edit, and publish professional podcasts, and they will push it out to any podcast platform that you like. That includes Spotify, Apple, Overcast, you name it. So download your Anchor app on your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store today. Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Right Change, where we believe writers change the world. In this episode, we talk with Autumn Prather, author of Preparing a Fruitful Harvest. Enjoy. Autumn, my sister, how are you today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. We had a little technical difficulty, but this time is going to be great. Yes. All right. So, Autumn, uh, first of all, let me say thank you for this opportunity. All right. Um, I, we grew up together, and it's always amazing to me to see a full circle, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and think, man, when Autumn and I were riding the bus together to <laughs> school, dude, you know, we never would have known, like, we our, our lives would be this, you know, connected. So exactly. Um, I, I just thank God for this opportunity. So I know that a lot of people know Autumn Prather in Nashville, but let's talk to the world and tell us a little bit about who Autumn Prather is. Well, um, hi, everybody. I'm Autumn Prather. I am a mother of two. I have a 21-year-old daughter who just graduated from the Tennessee State University this past Saturday. Right. And I have a 10-year-old son who is a rising fifth grader. Um, I work for UBS Financial Services. I've been there for almost 17 years as a business analyst. And I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, where I hold an international office of being the HBCU Task Force Committee member. And I am so proud of that work because, of course, I'm a graduate of HB, of an HBCU. My daughter's in a, gra- a graduate of an HBCU, and my mother was also a graduate of an HBCU, all being Tennessee State University. So we have a generational thing going on here. And now we can add to that list, you are, as your shirt says, a world-changing author. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yes, such an honor. Yeah, so, you know, God gave me this ideal that Truvine would be a world-changing publishing company. And basically, if we can change one person's life, right? We think about Martin Luther King, right? If just one person or, or John Lewis or anyone who impacted the world on a global stage where would we be had it not been for that one person Mm, right right that one person their ideology was shaped by books that they read so we're going to talk about your book 
and mm-hmm. how your book, I believe, will change families, right? And so that to me makes you a world changer. And so I, 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 that's what I get out of doing this. So awesome. let's talk about Autumn Pray. First of all, let's talk about who Autumn was that led to this book, the mother-daughter experience and you know what was the passion and the, the, the focus for that uh, for that platform and that that organization. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I became a single mother uh, a long time ago, 21 years ago, and um, I was really involved in my process of bringing forth life. I really wanted to understand what was going on. I wanted to make sure that I gave my child, who I didn't know was a daughter, at, uh, obviously at first, um, the best chance at life. You know, sometimes the single motherhood thing comes with certain stigmas. And so I didn't really want to focus on that. I wanted to really make sure that I created a life for both of us that was going to be fruitful. And so Throughout the years, I just made sure to expose her to a plethora of things, uh, leadership opportunities, um, you know, anything dealing with um, the sorority that she could be involved in, just showing her things that would, would cultivate that, that leadership and that passion and that energy for her to be a productive citizen one day in this world. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, a couple of years ago, uh, I had a, a life-changing surgery, and as I was recovering from that, I had an epiphany, and you know how things kind of flash before your eyes, and you're thinking, okay, what is my life really about, right? So uh, I knew that my purpose was to serve others, but I was just trying to find a way to do that, like what would be the catalyst for my servanthood, and so I'm um, just in recovery from the surgery, thinking about things. I was like, you know what? I love being a mother, so I want to do something with that. I want to do something that impacts other mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up, you know, having a great relationship with my mom. And so far, my daughter and I had a great relationship. And so I was kind of thinking, how can we um, make sure that future generations know this type of bond that mothers and daughters have? And so it just clicked the mother and daughter experience. And of course, I called it an experience because it's an ebb and flow, right? We have our ups, we have our downs, we have good times, we have bad times. So it's all about the experience of that relationship. Um, And so we set out to promote the sacred bonds of the mother and daughter relationship. We've set out to be a positive influence in the lives of women and girls, and also to just be a catalyst for change for those future generations who are going to come behind us and watch us and emulate us. And we need to be those models for a better future. Um, And then to that end, I wanted to honor my mother in a certain way. Um, She passed away 12 years ago. And so um, I wanted to always do something special for her. And so therefore we created the Memorial Scholarship in her name. It's called the Mrs. Linda M. Everett Arts Memorial Scholarship. She was a beloved dance teacher in the Nashville community. And so I wanna give back to that community of young dancers. Of course, I was a dancer as a young girl. Yeah, um, sure. And so that's what we do. So you you had that, that vision to uh, really, um, perpetuate, right? 
Yes. Wonderful relationship between mothers and daughters. However, when you went out and you started to promote this message and teach and, and talk, what did mm -hmm. you find? Right. Yeah. So um, I really began to realize how much of a bubble I lived in, mm -hmm. um, having this great relationship with my mother. And of course, when I say great, I mean, as we approached, um, as I approached adulthood, that's when, of course, we had the closest relationship. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of say it's, you know, your role model, you know, your mom is your role model, then she's your confidant, then she's your best friend. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I try to matriculate through those um, different uh, levels. But when I was going out and I was promoting the message and talking to different women, um, I found that those steps were not followed in their lives. Mm. They, they, their mothers were never role models. Mm. Their mothers were never confidants and therefore their mothers are not their best friends. And so I, though, that was a foreign concept to me. I could not understand that. Mm. Um, but these women would talk about um, the lack that they experienced in those relationships, um, whether it was lack of love, lack of support, um, lack of financial support, even uh, mental health issues, you know, drug abuse, things of that nature that I just had no experience with. And so it really, it really took me aback and it, it really had me thinking, wow, um, I need to do a better job with understanding other people's uh, plights with, with this relationship. And so it really fueled me to, you know, in one of the chapters in my book, to really talk with um, some women and to understand how they feel about that relationship and to also give them, give them the encouragement that, you know, whether or not you had a healthy relationship with your mom, you can always start from today and make sure your children and your daughter especially has that healthy relationship so that then she can cultivate that relationship with her own children one day. Right. I know, um, I remember you texting after one of your uh, uh, clubhouse meetings and, mm -hmm. and you were like, I mean, <laughs> my information may not be relevant because you right. heard all of these stories of mothers who were really hurting. Uh, yes. And that's what really stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. We started working on your book. What really stuck out to me was <clears throat> a mother and a father is really, um, you know, it's like there's still that daughter or son, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're yeah. a wounded daughter or a wounded son, you even as a father, a you're still that wounded son and you're, exactly. you're fathering based on the wounds and the pains that you have experienced as a son that you may not have been able to get over. Exactly. So um, one of the most powerful things about your book is where you tell your own experiences of the generational cycles that you had to break. Talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, growing up in, in the Bordeaux area where we grew up, you know, life was comfortable. Mm 
it was nice. We had lots of friends. We had lots of freedoms. You know, we, we did a lot of cool things, but you know, sometimes family life is not all of that peaches and cream. And, you know, there were certain things that went on inside of my family unit unit that I vowed that when I become a mother one day that I would not allow and that I would make sure to cultivate the opposite of that. So some of those things were communication uh, barriers, um, you know, there were mental health situations, there were, you know, the way you speak, the tone in your voice. Um, and then there was the love languages, you know, just knowing how to show uh, the love to your children based on what their needs are. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I said, you know, I want my family to feel a certain way. I want my family home to feel a certain way. I want there to be laughter. I want there to be joy. I want there to be support and open communication and no fear about anything. You know, we can always come to each other and talk, you know, because my mother used to always say the best thing between two people is an understanding. So I wanted that understanding always so that nothing would fall through the cracks mm -hmm. so that things wouldn't get lost, um, you know, and that and so, you know, that was very, very important to me. Um, and so I set out, you know, even as a single mother with my daughter to still try to cultivate um, a little peace within my home and then to just carry that on as I, you know, grew more and more and had, you know, my additional son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about uh, how these generational cycles, right? How they, sometimes it's because the people don't know anything different. And right. and so I, I do think it's very important to just to stress how important and how powerful your book is because it introduces some things that some people, there's foreign notions, a foreign notion to some people. Yeah. You know, you talk about getting therapy and mm -hmm. you know, there's this, this stereotype or stigma in the black community, black people don't go to therapy, right? right. Um, uh, you talk about self-care in the book, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you talk about how hard it was for you to even accept the fact that you w were worthy to take some time out for yourself, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To me, like I'm getting chills just thinking about it because it's like, that's so so many people are dealing with that yeah and 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 to be given permission through a book like yours to yeah you know to be given that permission to say it's okay for you to care for yourself yeah if you're not caring for yourself you're not giving your best to your family like that, exactly that's the power of your book Exactly. And, and, and also, I mean, it's a universal principle. So, you know, although I'm writing to women, I'm writing to mothers, you know, men can benefit from that too. Men need to take care of themselves. Men need to know their worth and their value as well. Um, you know, and I also, you know, talk to mothers-to-be, mothers-to-be, who those women who aspire one day to be mothers and even the village, that's a big part of it, you know, because biology is the least ingredient needed to raise kids you know we need all hands on deck right, right. so I, I introduce certain things you know for people to think about to make it all worthwhile to, to it's, it's for the greater good of the whole because you start with that one family then you impact that one community yeah that could in turn impact the world right we, we're a world changer you get me excited now see yeah <laughs> that's what i say 
you one home can change a neighborhood. Neighborhood yeah. can change the city. City changed the state. State changed the country. Country changed the world. Yeah. It all started. It all started right here in our own little world. You know, we can do a lot within our own right. home. Right. Yeah. So I want to have a little fun um, and talk okay. about your publishing experience. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's fun to talk about, but it also, I believe, is important, especially for aspiring writers. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I loved about you in this process, Autumn, um, when I reached out to Autumn and I asked her about the notion of writing a book, her first response was, I've never even thought about, it. I still have these text messages. I've never even thought about <laughs> being an author. Mm -hmm. She stepped out on faith, right? She stepped yes. out on faith and took the steps, not knowing what the process would be. And we, at the end of your project, <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> I just wanted to put my feet up at the beach, right? I felt like, man, we did we went it. through it. <laughs> no, we went through it. Yeah. We just, went through it. That was a little, just a few seconds here. Tell, tell us about <laughs> what you expected going in mm. and what the end result of this process was for you. So yeah, like, you know, I thought I was a pretty smart girl. Um, you know, I knew how to put subject and verbs together. I knew, you know, how to write an essay. I even wrote obituaries for my mom, my grandmother, my grandfather. So I thought I was a pretty good writer, right? Um, and so I just, you know, you told me to just write. So that's what I did. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. Um, I turned it in and, um, yeah, I was telling a lot of facts. Uh, um, I had not um, learned the art of being an author or, or, or the art of writing. I had not learned um, to tell the story. Mm -hmm. I was telling facts. And although good, it would not have done the reader justice. Mm -hmm. They need an experience with my book. Mm -hmm. They need to be taken on a journey. And this, these are these are the things that you taught me. They need to be engaged. They need to cry with me right. in this book. You right. know, there's a certain chapter in this book yeah. that I can't read myself because right. I will let it flow. But you assured me that if I felt it, my readers would feel it. Mm -hmm. And so I use that to really drive in and dig in and pour it all out yeah. and left it all on the pages because those words need to come off of the page right, right yeah right. i'll tell that story because that 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 was a very that was a turning point that's when yeah. i knew she's got it right yeah yeah so we have a weekly writers workshop which we miss autumn so much it's almost <laughs> like you graduated yeah. and left us right? no right right <laughs> but we have a a, a weekly <clears throat> writers workshop and autumn had been and it's not, this is not a slight to you because everybody does it. Right. Autumn had been trying to stay away from those deep places. She'd been writing and she was trying to leave the dark things in the corner. And that's yeah. my job is to force that out, to pull that out, to make right. you go deeper. Yeah. And uh, we had one of her close to last sessions 
and she read that chapter and she could not finish because she had really tapped into the emotions of that chapter. Yeah. And then to confirm what I have been saying, one of the other people on that session also broke out into tears. So it's not that we're like some, uh, what do you call those uh, crazy people who like to, to uh, you know, feed on people's hurt and pain. But <laughs> one of the things that we talk about is that if you don't laugh, cry, get angry, if you don't have emotions while writing that book, then the people who read it are not going to feel those things either. Right. And I don't know about you. I don't want to read a book that I'm just blah, 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 reading, you know, if I right. read a math book for that. So um, that's when I knew, Autumn, you had tapped into it. And yes. uh, just the excitement of seeing uh, you transform from, you know, just writing facts. I went to the store, I paid $9.99 for my groceries, and then I drove home. Like, yes. <laughs> that That's tells it. Us nothing, right? <laughs> right. But no, Tim, you really, you really took this this little bird, this little chick chickadee of me, <laughs> and grew it uh, and taught me how to um, give the story and to give it color and to give it meaning and to really engage the reader. And so I thank you for that. Yeah, I'm so proud to have been a part of this process. We have four minutes, so I want to get all of the contact information out. Yeah. How can people reach you about the mother-daughter mother and daughter experience, get the book, and tell us about some of the other things that you have going on as well? Yeah, absolutely. So the mother and daughter experience, um, dot com. That's how you can reach us, themotheranddaughterexperience.com. The book um, is on that website. You can purchase through that, the, that website. Um, also, we do hold virtual monthly masterclasses. They're absolutely free. Um, they're on Zoom. And so you can check my Facebook page, uh, my Instagram, which is autumnprather underscore CEO, or it's the mother and daughter experience. Um, and we have our third annual mother and daughter breakfast affair and fundraiser coming up in August of this year. Tickets are on sale right now uh, through Eventbrite. You can also find that information on my Facebook page, Autumn Prather. Um, and we would just love to have your support. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Autumn, thank you again for the show. Everyone, please like, share, and comment on this video. You can follow us on YouTube at True Vine University. You can follow us on Facebook at The Right Change Podcast. And we are open. Uh, we are on all audio podcast platforms. So please listen to us on the go. We believe writers change the world. We believe that this uh, author, Autumn Prather, is on her way to changing families and changing lives all over. Autumn, thank you again for being on the show and for being my sister. Yes, thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful day. Okay, you too. This episode of The Right Change was brought to you by Truevine Publishing Company. If you're ready to write your book but don't know where to start, we have the plan for you. With our beginner's publishing plan, we will give you the writing support you need to quickly complete 
a publishable manuscript. We will provide you marketing and sales support training. We will give you access to our Truevine Success Accountability Team. And we will produce a quality book with hard copies and ebooks with global distribution. Call us today at 615-44-BOOKS or visit our website, www.truevinepublishing.org. Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Right Change, where we believe writers change the world. This week, we speak with Pastor Peter Matthews, author of Dreaming with Audacity, King Obama and Me. Enjoy. Enjoy.